Live from Cobb County, they're coming off the top rope. If they could actually climb up there. You gotta be kidding me! Don't do this! It's time for the finishing move. Our chance to talk all things wrestling. With the road dog, Adam Gillespie, the bearded wrestling fan, Chris Colwell, and Big John Radcliffe. The finishing move on Extra 106.3, Atlanta's Sports and Talk. Good evening, wrestling fans. You're listening to The Finishing Move here well, you're on excited. Extra 106. It's a big week. It's not just uh, we had NXT last night and Raw on Monday and SmackDown on Friday coming up, but it's not just SmackDown. It's Thunderdome SmackDown. And then that leads into a weekend full of wrestling for us with uh, a Dynamite being moved to Saturday for... Uh, that because of the NBA playoffs on TNT, and then we have TakeOver, and then we have uh, SummerSlam, and then we got Raw in the Thunderdome. There's a lot to be excited about. What, what's wrong with you? Did the Thunderdome knock out the power in the studio? Well, I, I like the lights off. He could have turned them on when he walked in, but I guess he just didn't. I, you know what? It was fine with me the way yeah. it was. So we're happy. I mean, Why are you complaining? Yeah. I'm not complaining. I'm just asking, did it knock out the power? I'm, I'm merely making an observation. It is raining outside pretty hard right now, but I think the power would work. You guys are, you know, sitting in a dark, intimate room. I'm wondering how Mrs. Colwell feels about this, that you guys have made it real intimate in there. I'm sure she'll be okay with it. Does she listen? Uh, occasionally, from time to time, it always seems to be she when y'all be... are trying to get me in trouble. I hope she does because she might actually be our only listener. If no, you're listening, four out there. If you're no, listening, actually, call... he said he couldn't make the show okay, today. We're gonna cut Colwell off. If you're listening, call four zero four seven four one one two three zero four zero four seven four one one two three zero. So you're now, hearing three different voices tonight. If you have, if you're tuning in for the first time, uh, sorry, I'm Road Dog Adam been? Gillespie. Yeah, exactly. Where have you been? But I'm Road Dog Adam Gillespie. To my left. This voice is, that would be when you introduce yourself. Oh, I thought you were you were trying to oh, figure okay. out what my name was. It's Chris Colwell, well, the, no, the wrestling only, fan. The only thing I have trouble with is your uh, Twitter handle, which changes uh, daily. It does not change daily. It's been the same for like 300 days. Bearded Colwell. The third voice that you'll hear tonight is? Big John Radcliffe. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at JohnRad450. So those are the three of us, and we like to get together every Thursday night and talk wrestling. Do we really like to? Well, I like to. I like to talk wrestling. I don't know if I like to get yeah, together with do you. Like, I mean, since you said on the home team in Hamilton show, this is the finishing move starring Adam Gillespie. Uh, Adam Gillespie's oh. finishing move. Adam Gillespie's finishing move. I'm sorry, move. what? Featuring Big John Radcliffe and Chris Colwell. Wow. So we've got casting notes and stuff like that. <laughs> so we're just, we're, we're just with now. I He's a star. Right well, well. We still don't have a I was here. breaking news on the home team in Hamilton uh, show this morning. Stuff that was not even out there. I was breaking it, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But right Where's now, that on the show sheet, right here, I'm looking at it. Can He's, I get a copy? Right here. Yeah. Where's the show sheet? Right here. Look, Colwell, you can see it. It's right there. But uh, the, AEW letting fans back in. I don't believe I had that in my email though. <laughs> well, I haven't come up with a go home question yet. Uh, so, so I the show sheet's not it. complete. Well, I like to I like to come up with the go home question kind of organically, or the maybe show something sheet. that we talk about throughout the course of the show that we can kind of get dig deeper in in the final segment. Or you notice if he doesn't have a go home show, ladies and gentlemen, you guys will listen. He'll start to talk slower, so he <laughs> gotta kill that time. To, and then if he, that doesn't work, he is gonna cite every podcast in existence by the end of the show. He'll do before. a lot of name dropping. Yep. 
No, that's not name dropping to say that I listen to podcasts. A lot of the ones that you listen to as well and enjoy Chris Colwell. That's very true. I, I was just saying he will also name drop as well. That'll be added onto the podcast. He will. Uh, I do. Uh, you know, I was listening to Jr. Grill and Jr. on the way One. down here. Oh wow, that's not a name drop. <laughs> <laughs> Should we be keeping? And Folks then, at home, keep keep score of this. And then I listened to 83 weeks earlier this week where Dude. Bischoff was talking about the debut of Warrior uh, in WCW. That's a good one I would recommend. And then I tried to listen to something to wrestle with. Or Bruce Pritchard. Uh, the, the, pause, the, the Bob Backwin. The, the Bob, Bob Backwin. The Bob Backwin episode. Bob Backwin. Uh, but apparently... Uh, Bruce's power was out, so he had to do that episode on his phone, and I could not tolerate Ooh, yeah, the uh, quality. <laughs> the quality of can't the do it. There. Can't do it. Uh, what who am I missing on? Arn. I don't know. I hadn't caught. Arn. I never got into Arn's show because I mean, Arn is obviously a good promo, but he's just not that engaging. He does on the podcast. Are we ever going to get into our show? Or he, are we just going to quote podcast for the first segment does, of the well, show? Well, this is on the show sheet. This is what we do, and we're talking about podcasts. Um, <laughs> he has a good podcast. He has very informative. A very informative podcast, but he does not have the personality of a Bruce Pritchard or even a Jr. who can who can kind of have a personality. And then there's Tony Schiavone. Do we actually have room to criticize people's podcasts with the show that we put on week in and week out? <laughs> My like- close personal friend Tony Schiavone, uh, who does the watch alongs. Yes, and I, you know I don't have time really to sit and watch along with all of his podcasts, but I definitely do tune in. Uh, and listen to his podcast from time to time. And I like his a lot because he will go outside of the world of WCW and, like, watch an ECW or an old WWE. Anyways, those are all anchored by Conrad Thompson, who does an excellent Live job. from Cobb County, they're coming off the top rope. If they could actually climb up there. And I recommend them. John. I recommend I our show re- as well. I figured I'd restart the show so people <laughs> knew what show they were listening to. Now, John, uh, you don't really listen to those podcasts. But you do seem to tune in to, I think, the New Day podcast, right? I do listen to the New Day podcast. I do listen Dude. to Dave Eric Rocks. Bischoff's uh, podcast. Oh, you do the 83 two. Weeks? Yep, those okay. are probably my favorite two. That is a good one. Because, um, for one, Eric Bischoff, I don't think, gets the credit he deserves. I don't think he gets enough credit for what he accomplished in the world of wrestling. And it, and it's part of the reason it's addition by subtraction, because he did it with so many big names and big stars in the world of wrestling at that time. I mean, when you start running down the list of Hogan, Flair, Sting, Nash, Hall, Savage, Luger, just the the who's who short of it'd be, a, right. it'd be a shorter list just to say he didn't have Rock, Triple H, and Stone Cold <laughs> and who he did it with by having all of that talent around him. I love hearing what he has to say. And then the New Day, it's just fun. It's fun that what they uh, provide from behind the scenes as well as I go on YouTube, and I enjoyed the Up, Up, Down, Down pop- podcast. Do you listen to any of the other WWE-produced or uh, podcasts like New Day? Do you listen to Corey Graves? I did listen to Corey Graves. The thing with Corey Graves, I like Corey Graves on a mic. Corey Graves' voice is so, what is it, uh, Quiet Storm Radio-esque. It could almost bore you to sleep, but you have to listen to the His tone is just one of those things of I, he's great at telling the story. But he has such a delivery that is so level that you're just kind of like, please give me a little energy, a little more energy, and I'd feel better about it. It's kind of like listening to what is that stuff called AMSR? You know what I'm talking about? No. You don't know what I'm talking about? AMSR? NPR, maybe? No, no, it's ASMR. (laughs) It's kind of like where they do the whispering, and it's kind of a fetish for a lot of people. 
No, you know what I'm talking about. Where did the show just right, go? Google Ooh. ASMR, and you'll know, and you'll hear what I'm, I'm talking Google. about. Clear your browser history. Um, oh, we're at work. Um, Colwell, do you listen to those WWE-produced ones? I've listened. I haven't listened to the New Day yet, but I did listen to Corey Graves a little bit to start with. But to be honest with you, after two hours of him on SmackDown, I'm kind of done with hearing Corey Graves for the week, so I don't need to hear another hour or so of him. Well, well, I've really grown to like Corey Graves on the uh, call of SmackDown. Oh, I think he's a great commentator. There's only so um, much Corey Graves. You know, I've tried. I've kind of stayed away from those uh, WWE produced podcasts because I feel like you're going to get a WWE talking points uh, throughout the podcast. You're not going to get real stuff. You're going to or real opinions. You're going to get. Um, company line opinions since you two have kind of listened to them. Do you, is that true or is that not true? When it, well, how, You have to know what you're going in with. And with the New Days, I love the stories that they give because you got to keep in mind that collective of WWE superstars, when you're talking about Xavier Woods, when he's talking about his time at Impact Wrestling and over in New Japan, when you're talking about Big E and his time with playing football with Iowa and even Kofi, Kofi Kingston when he was Jamaican in the WWE, the stories that they give are the portion that are, are entertaining to me and the chemistry that they have, the one that we don't have here on this show, the chemistry that they have, it's what makes theirs so entertaining. So, no, you're not going to get breaking. You do get them being critical of it. I will admit to that. They are very critical of different things, but they're critical of themselves, not so much anyone else in storylines that they didn't like. And they'll out and out say, uh, WWE creative bought this to us. And we kind of looked at them like, what? No, we're not doing this. This is going to end our careers. This is stupid. This is absurd. They are, they've are they been very critical of it in terms of what they do themselves. I think they've been given a little bit of a leash, especially Graves. I know first podcast, I think he came out right off the bat and was like, all right, this is my show. Yes, it's under the WWE umbrella, but I, you know, if, if I have an opinion, I'm going to give it. But I'm sure that only goes so far because he's not going to be dumb enough to cost himself his own job. But, uh, I mean, they're definitely – I think they're given enough – Wiggle room with that to not just be, you know, some corporate stooge of a podcast that's literally just going to be, all right, here's your talking points for the week. You better get it done. Uh, And while we're plugging all these other podcasts, uh, we should plug ours. I mean, we do a podcast every now and then. We do. When was the last time we did one? A long time ago. Uh, I think we're going to get back on that train eventually here, hopefully. Uh, and then this show is is a lot of times uh, or sometimes loaded up to the to online as well. In case you miss it, you can go back and hear it. Does that still happen? That does still happen. Okay, there you go. So uh, that happens. You can he- get that at uh, our website, extra1063.com. I'm sure is we'll get you there. It's Google. on there or the podcast park. And possibly there you go, podcast park. And possibly uh, none of that sounds very. Uh, Definitive by the way you were talking on there. Or look for it on social media at Wrestle Extra. We share it whenever we post the shows. As and well. there you go, Wrestle Extra. Follow us on on uh, Twitter, uh, and we will get back to the uh, podcast. I, I have a feeling because I'm about to dip on this show uh, for a few weeks or for a couple months once football season gets back, and I have to go hang out with Kirby Smart every uh, Thursday. So let me get that right. Drop. Seven podcast drops, three personal friend name drops. Man, what else is now a you, coach? Are you gonna go for payola as well while we're going through this? Let's not go that far Ooh. if you I mean but it seems well, like I ate at Boston Market before I got in today, and let me tell you, if any of them are listening, that is a delicious and bird that they serve he up. Did the, he just went for it all today, man. Good for you. <laughs> uh, like I said to begin the show, we have a big weekend coming up. We have uh, NXT takeover on Saturday. We have uh SummerSlam, which is one of the big original four coming up on Sunday. 
Of course, we have a dynamite thrown in there as well mm. because of being moved. Um, so, I, you know, there's going to be a lot of sitting in front of my TV this weekend watching wrestling on the WWE Network. Uh, I want to look at SummerSlam real quick. Before we kind of get into the card, I'm sure you guys know what that is. Your initial reaction to what we know of the card so far. Is this a pay-per-view you're looking forward to or one you're not looking forward to? Or mm, maybe we'll have to wait and see. Well, I mean, I like the look of the card when you look at some of the main matches. I'm obviously intrigued with where we're going to go with Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton. And I like the uh, storyline with uh, Sasha and Bayley against Asuka. Honestly, I thought that might lead to more of a triple threat scenario, kind of like we had at WrestleMania 35 where both belts would be on the line there. But they're just going to do the two singles matches apparently. But, I mean, the lower card, not as not as interested. I really could care less about the Mandy Rose-Sonya Deville match, but... There's some other spots there. I mean, you're going to, I guess, see the payoff for Seth Rollins and the Mysterio family, and I don't know. I mean, we'll we'll see how it plays out. We may get more matches added tomorrow night. We'll see. But, yeah, because we're missing an AJ Styles match. I would imagine he's going to have something so. there, the Intercontinental. Uh, we don't currently have the um, SmackDown Tag Team Champions. I doubt that'll get defended. I don't okay. know that there's a big – I don't see – I think they see a lot in what Shinsuke and Cesaro are doing right now. Okay, so there's a definitely options for a couple yeah. more matches. Looking at it uh, from a, uh, you know, at this point, John, are you interested? Uh, n- no. Overall, you're oh, wow. Okay. No. Part of the reason why, if you run down the card, the only two storylines that seem like that have had any – to some de- some degree, I'll give it three true stories that have been built on it. The street fight, Seth Rollins uh, with Murphy and the Mysterios, the, Uni- the United States Championship match, and the women's belts. We haven't seen really any true interaction, any vignettes, anything between Braun and Bray Wyatt. It's been these it's been these uh, far stories that they've kind of merged together. It's almost like, and I hate to and. I almost want to speculate that they are. Are they recording them at two different times? Because they can't get them in the same place at the same time. The Drew McIntyre, okay, I give it a little bit of credence. It just seems like some of the stories are a little bit disjointed than what I would like. So am I going to watch? Obviously, yes. But it seems like the two biggest stories that have been out there have been Sasha, Bailey, and Oscar have been the biggest. And I'm saying that as two when it's really all one together. Well, and the thing that I didn't like about it, and if you follow me on Twitter, at Bearded Colwell, you just this saw week. a tweet. Yeah, this, that's always the Twitter account. But I did make a tweet earlier in the week. When you look at the card, it's very Raw heavy. I mean, you've got two traditional SmackDown-like roster matches because really you can't even count the Bayley oscar women's title match from SmackDown as a SmackDown match because that storyline has largely taken place on Raw. So out of eight matches, you've got really six that are Raw-based storylines and only two from SmackDown when SmackDown's supposed to be what? Kind of like your flagship show now because you're on network television? That's why I think they're definitely going to get another match added to it, but it's just weird that, I mean, it seems like the focus for this show has been more on Monday Night Raw and less on SmackDown. Well, that's definitely why I think we're going to get a couple more matches added tomorrow night, finalized. Maybe another rematch between Hardy and AJ is rumored to be added. Uh, Like I said, I mean, they're... Why not throw a tag team championship match on there? Uh, Maybe the pre-show. Yeah, well, something's going to end up on the pre-show, so why not? Uh, But we'll see. I'm looking forward to it. I'm enjoying some of these uh, matches. I'm looking forward to the uh, McIntyre-Orton match. I'm looking forward to Strowman versus The Fiend uh, and seeing what happens. I'm kind of – I've really enjoyed the uh, MVP coming back and what he's doing with the – 
Hurt Faction and, and taking on all, I'm not a big Apollo, Apollo Crews fan, but I'm interested to see how that plays out from the MVP side of things. And uh, the hair for a hair match, I don't really care about the match, but I am interested, interested to watch a chick uh, get shaved bald. I don't think. Is that these, one of those fetish things again? I don't think in these days and times we're supposed to refer to them as that, young ladies. But I, I'm, I'm I can't wait to see one of those dames get their head shaved. Goodness gracious. All right, Tom Brenneman, you want to go ahead and say your goodbyes now, too? Say your apologies and well, you can't call them chicks. There's your home run as Cincinnati go. You want to go ahead and do yours now too? I'll go ahead and wait. Well, I can't now, wait. I'm to... intrigued to see how they're going to do that one, and particularly, I'd really like to know because if you guys have been keeping up, where uh, Mandy Rose, she had an intruder at her home that showed up with a knife, and the story has come out also that Mandy Rose was there. And one of the things Vince McMahon definitely hates is when a storyline kind of lo- – we all know, but Vince hates that moment in time. And I'd be intrigued to know what his thoughts are about that at the fact that people know, look, it's no secret to us. But wait a minute, Mandy, Sonia, you guys aren't supposed to be friends. Was Mandy there to attack you? What was she doing there? I- I'm intrigued to see if they even try to continue on with that or what the thoughts is with that one considering how more and more is coming about about the bizarre story about – uh, what happened with Sonya Deville? And speaking of that, Adam, how'd you post bail so quickly? <laughs> that is not me. Again, I don't know why y'all keep putting these uh, things on me. As first, far he as spends cameo. what four hundred dollars on cameo to try to get a date with Alexa Bliss. Didn't we have a segment called "Creeping with the Road Dog"? We did. Yeah, getting what creepy with the Road Dog. We can still do that and talk about some uh, broads. <laughs> what are you showing? Showing pictures from when you were at Sonya Deville's house, <laughs> walking around in her house with a knife. I'm just saying. Do what you do, bro. You know the match that I have at least interest in is the street fight with Ray Mysterio really? or uh, Dominic and and Seth Rollins. I'm just not believing in Dominic right now as a main as a you know a main contender, for, especially on a big pay per view like SummerSlam is. I think it's definitely a very interesting place to try to let Dominic Mysterio make his debut. And I mean, I, the storyline is paid off. You're getting this big match here. Obviously, he's not a contender. It's a street fight because Rey Mysterio is probably going to be involved to level the playing field, as will Murphy be out there. I will say this, though. If they were going to ever debut him at a WWE pay-per-view after you know this storyline that's really been, I mean, let's be honest, it really hasn't been that great and Technically, had a they're very... Not, they're not debuting uh, Dominic. Well, that you're talking about years ago, yeah, that was, Eddie Guerrero no, no, I mean, and Rey Mysterio. In a, in a but, one-on-one match. But in a match. This is his debut. Well, in no, a match. But in a match, it is his debut. You, The COVID situation's given them a good opportunity to put him in this situation because, let's be honest, I, if we were in front of a normal crowd, especially if they would have been able to have the show in Boston, which at the time had been a little smark-heavy up there, he would have got booed out of the building in his first match because people, I, I don't think a lot of folks on, online have really enjoyed this feud at all, especially when it took that weird turn with the eye for the eye thing. And so now you you control the environment for the most part of what the crowd will sound like. I mean, you can easily just cut off any of these virtual fans of however you do this, how this is going to play out with the Thunderdome. I mean, you, you have at your fingertips to kind of mute the crowd that may want to boo Dominic when he comes out. And you just brought up, uh, it's not a match, but it is going to be something new. I mean, we're going to get a taste for it on SmackDown this Friday, but SummerSlam uh, is, is, I'm sure, going to be above and beyond uh, with a Thunderdome. Uh, WWE is getting out of the Performance Center. They're moving down the street to the Amway Center there in Orlando. So for a little different look and feel, I guess, which is good, uh, they probably do need to freshen it up a little bit, the Performance Center, and I'm going to say Daly's Place as well, has, you've, it's kind of grown stale, uh, in my opinion. And and I did, you know, 
I went to Daly's place one time, and I'm going to go back in a couple weeks uh, and see it uh, again. But, you know, I, I'm glad that they're doing this. I, I'm looking forward to Thunderdome uh, and seeing what it looks like. And they're going to do a big part of what Thunderdome is going to be is virtual fans, kind of copying what the NBA has done with uh, fans on screens around, I guess, the ring, in this case, the court, obviously, in the NBA's case. Uh, and these are going to be wrestling fans that registered for the opportunity to be to be on there. And uh, they opened up that, and everyone registered, and I guess they got picked or didn't get picked. Anybody try to do that here? I tried. Uh, I, I went through the process and, and was told that they were already full for mm-hmm. SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're releasing them, uh, I mean, separately. So I, I don't know if the SummerSlam one has been re- opened up yet or Raw has been opened up yet. But uh, hopefully there will be plenty of opportunities because they're going to be at the Amway Center in the Thunderdome setting, I guess, for the next two months. Uh, anyways, are you guys looking forward to this new look uh, for the pay-per-view? And do you think they should debut it on SmackDown or should they have saved it for SummerSlam? Maybe they're trying to work out any bugs and kinks potentially uh, for on SmackDown so that the big show SummerSlam goes a little smoother if there were any issues. Uh I don't think you're a big NBA guy, Chris. I think you are, John. Yeah. So can you kind of give us a feel for what these virtual fans around the court, uh, because I'm not an NBA fan, is going to be like? It's comical. First of all, because depending on who they've approved, there's no telling who you might see there. Throughout the NBA, you've gotten a chance to see the likes of uh, Doc Rivers has been there, former uh, NBA coach. You've gotten to see Shaquille O'Neal. So you've seen former players, NBA Hall of Famers that have been there. But then it gets a little bit comical because it basically is one big Zoom call. And you can do it on your phone. So you'll see at some point in time, someone will not be sitting vertical. They'll be horizontal because they'll end up laying down watching portions of it. And that's where you get a little bit of the comic relief from it as you're paying attention to it. And if WWE was smart... Hopefully that they got some, whether it be indie wrestlers, maybe some of our friends from Southern Honor Wrestling, if Brandon Benefield is there, let us know. Um, if they got some indies, if they got some people that are there, even just Hall of Famers. Yeah, the legends. Injured, injured wrestlers. Xavier Woods, Kofi Kingston, those guys are out. Put them in there. Let them be seen in the stands. I think I agree with doing it on SmackDown. Work out the bugs. Try to get your pay-per-view just right. You're making, in my opinion, they're making their first big step to do something ahead of AEW. Kudos to them. I think well, that's, I yeah, think it's been something that I've been a little bit critical of them of, but I like the fact that you're you're making your first step to do something that AEW hasn't done yet, and you're getting a change of scenery. That's going to be huge. I think that could play in their favor. So if you got to work out the bugs on SmackDown, so be it. Because look, I don't think we've talked about the ratings on SmackDown a ton here, but I know they've taken a slight dip in terms of having baseball, having basketball, and then just the simple fact that I think like most of us. We watch SmackDown on Saturday. We watch it on a different day of the week than actually on Friday. I think it's a great idea to just work out the bugs there and then have your pay-per-view just try to nail it just right. You nailed it on the head there, John, there at the end. this I don't think this has anything to do with working out bugs. This is absolutely a point of maybe making the folks at Fox a little happier by debuting this new concept on their network, on their show, SmackDown, because this is all about the ratings. And, yeah, overall, Raw ratings and SmackDown ratings have taken a hit ever since COVID came around. And, it, and obviously, they're getting stiffer competition now from baseball and basketball and hockey that's out there. But ultimately, you know, I have seen, I think if you look at the ratings lately for both Raw and SmackDown, they have had a little bit of an increase. But they're still. Raw went down this past uh, Monday. I did see that. I cannot, I'll think off the top of my head what SmackDown did. SmackDown's been, I think, steadily on the rise. But it's been really small increments. It's not nothing big. And, I mean, clearly they're both well below where they should be 
for you know being the shows that they are, the flagship shows for WWE. So having this big you know thing that they put out there in the press, you know this new uh, technologically awesome thing that they put together here with the Thunderdome. What we're going to see, the possibilities, what's it going to look like, the intrigue of that. I think could very well pop a good number tomorrow night, and that's, to me, the whole purpose of doing it on SmackDown. Otherwise, to me, it would have been more special to debut it at SummerSlam, but they need the ratings right now probably more than they need the specialness of putting it on SummerSlam. I'm going to get back to Thunderdome in just a moment, but since we're kind of talking about ratings, as you would expect, uh, NXT won last night. Uh, and they had they were up about thirty eight percent. Is it a win if there's no competition? <laughs> exactly. oh, okay. Well, there was other stuff on TV. Uh, there was uh, eight hundred and fifty three thousand uh, viewers, uh, roughly. Uh, so that's up about thirty eight percent. Now we'll be interesting to see how much uh, Dynamite can maybe impact uh, Takeover. Of course, we won't get yeah. Takeover ratings because that will be on. Uh, the WWE Network, but we're interested to see what um, Saturday Night War. What if you um, want to call it that? What uh, yes, I don't know, but we'll be what we maybe can get a gauge as far as what Dynamite's ratings are. Uh, anyways, uh, and that was the best NXT that uh, of course they've had uh, this year. Uh, I want to talk about uh, Takeover. We'll do that when we get back, uh, as long as well as well as uh, go over the top rope. Where we're going to talk about the untimely death of another reg- a wrestling legend. Fans being able to attend wrestling events again, and could WWE be getting a new title? You're listening How to the finishing- show. Do you think we have left? Huh? That's a whole lot you just teased. Yeah, like we're gonna we're gonna stay. We're on till nine o'clock tonight, right? Because it's we're leading into a pay per view. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I got an NBA draft lottery. I got to go check out next. Nobody cares about the Hawks getting uh, a ping pong well, ball we'll, that they we'll will carry screw this up. Thing, you go do your basketball thing. You're listening to The Finishing Move on Extra 106.3. Live from Cobb County, this is The Finishing Move. Talking all things wrestling. On Extra 106.3 FM. Welcome back to The Finishing Move. I am Road Dog Adam Gillespie. This is my show and my two uh, compadres here. John Radcliffe and Chris Co stars. They they kind of hang out and talk wrestling with Thank, me. Thanks for having us, man. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, Even though I, he'll be gone in a few weeks, and then that means we take his name officially off the show altogether. <laughs> uh, that's true. I'll be missing for a couple weeks. Yeah, I'll, go, I'll, I'll go in there and do some production on our opens and rejoins and all that. We'll we'll take him out. Uh, so I think we averaged about a thumbs in the middle for uh, looking forward to SummerSlam uh, this Sunday night. Uh, what are your guys' opinion of TakeOver? A thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle as you look at what the card is going to be. Uh, John? Uh, I actually am kind of looking forward to TakeOver a little bit, and there's two particular matches that stand out to me. Uh, Number one, the uh, ladder match for the North American Championship. Part of the reason I'm intrigued to see, are they going to let Velveteen Dream win? We, we've talked about it on Twitter. It's been out there, and we can talk about that here shortly, as well as the NXT Women's Championship. Those are the two things that really kind of stand out to me the most in terms of uh, I'm intrigued by I, I have become a fan of Io Shirai. And also, like I said, I just want to see what they're going to do with the Velveteen Dream because petitions have gone out. Things have started going out where WWE uh, fans are not thrilled at the fact that the Velveteen Dream is there, even so much that, and maybe she just doesn't like her job anymore, Nia Jax has even come out and spoke about it. So that those are the two things. Maybe that one is not so much an in-the-ring portion of it. It is 
outside the ring, but those are the two matches that stand out to me. And being a Keith Lee fan for the NXT Championship, I don't think Karrion Cross is ready to be there yet. And I think if you're going to take the title off of Keith Lee this soon, then maybe he's moving up to either Raw or SmackDown after uh, SummerSlam. Well, I'm kind of a thumbs-in-the-middle kind of guy for this. I'm not really – I don't know. I'm not really feeling the Lee-Cross feud at all. Uh, I think somebody else would have been a better opponent for Cross at this point in the road, but – to me, I don't even think that match main events. I think that the Adam Cole, Matt, Pat McAfee may very well main event because it's been the storyline. It's been the talk of the wrestling world because of what's happened there. Whether you like the feud, whether you like the matchup or not, I think because it's got that kind of uh, clout behind it, I think it will get the main event. Plus, Adam Cole is who he is to NXT, so he kind of deserves a main event spot on the show. But uh, for me, I, I like Io Shirai, uh, big fan of hers. And I love, you know, the idea of what we got going here with the women's title. Her and Dakota Kai. Dakota Kai has been, you know, one of the better uh, female wrestlers on the NXT for a good while. Now, the North American title, I'm with you, uh, John, to see what kind of happens there. I don't think Dream's going to win, uh, whether you look well, for You his... also said you didn't think he would get into the match. So you That's were wrong. That's very true. Well, last week. I think we were kind of surprised that he was going to get in there because, like John just said, <laughs> would they even put him anywhere near the situation? But... Otherwise, I mean, I always like to see Finn Balor. Um, I've seen a little bit of Timothy Thatcher, but that match got added kind of late. I don't know if I'm even intrigued by that. They're just, you know, normally with takeovers, what happened, you'd have a really solid world title match. You'd obviously have a good women's title match. And a lot of times you'd have a good tag team title match. The tag titles aren't even on the show. Imperium's nowhere to be found. You get a pre-show tag title number one contenders match between Legato Del Fantasma, Brizongo, and Lonian, uh Oni, Oni Lorkin, easy for me to say, and Danny Birch. But, I mean, <laughs> to me, it's just kind of a mixed bag. It's 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 okay, but it's not great. Yeah, I, I'm kind of leaning between thumbs in the middle, thumbs down, as far as looking forward to this card. Uh, I'll probably watch Dynamite over this live. Uh, I am, I, I'm a big Keith Lee fan. I think we all three are, as we've all said. And so I am looking forward to that. And I'm, I'm really becoming a Karrion Cross fan, too. I like his character and his style and where he's going. So I think that will be a good match. But once you get past that match, it's a huge drop-off for me. Uh, I am a big Adam Cole fan. I'm ready for him to come up to the main roster. But I have absolutely no interest in this storyline with him and Pat McAfee. Uh, The match does nothing for me. I'm hoping that Adam can carry the match uh, because I think he's going to have to, obviously, with the lack of experience uh, that Pat McAfee brings. So you would expect that. And in the latter match, I think will be good. I expect when NXT has an opportunity to shine, and with this type of match, they take full advantage of it. So I think that one has potential, but we'll have to wait and see. Um, but, you know, the the card itself, uh, past the NXT championship match, is is kind of falls way down. And a, a good point that you brought up is something that they normally do on NXT, and they really do very well is have at least one really good uh, tag team match. Usually it is with the uh, titles. Um, and we do have a tag team match, but it's, it's on the pre-show. Uh, but usually those they uh, they are really good on the main card with their tag team matches. So I was surprised that we did not have one of those uh, on the main card and the tag teams weren't in it. And I, and I also am a big fan. I'm, I didn't even think about it. But I guess don't. I guess maybe travel has hurt it. But Imperium not being on the on the card, I think they could have helped it. I really enjoy Imperium, uh, and and Walter. 
Well, uh, you know, well. Walter hasn't been around, obviously, definitely for travel issues. I think the is it Eichner and uh, I can't ever remember the other guys, the tag champs. I think they're actually stateside. That's why they've been able to be on NXT while they've been the champions. But you notice both Walter and Alexander Wolf, neither one have been anywhere near NXT since the COVID happened. So I think it's kind of like a split stable situation right now because you can't get the full group here. All right, so we'll see what happens on Thursday night. I mean, not sorry, Thursday night. Today is Thursday night. Saturday night with NXT TakeOver, Dynamite, and then SummerSlam on Monday. I'm looking forward to it all, As a, uh, even tomorrow night with the debut of Thunderdome. So, uh, like I've said, it's a full weekend uh, from Friday to Monday uh, of wrestling, and I'm going to watch every minute of it. Enjoy it. Uh, next, the big pay-per-view we have after that is Bound for Glory, right? Absolutely. I mean, come on now. After Slammiversary, they're riding high right now. All the new additions to the company. Come on now. But we do have payback, right, the very next week. Uh, I would rather watch Bound for Glory. So we're going to go from SummerSlam this Sunday to payback next Sunday. Another pay-per-view. Is that right? Apparently. This is a little quick. Already got a match announced. Pay-per-view turnarounds. Yeah. I mean, goodness. I don't know that WWE's ever had this quick of a turnaround. Not on a pay-per-view. No, never. Now, they've had quick turnarounds where they – did like a Saudi Arabia type of thing between pay-per-views or an Australia thing between pay-per-views, but never a true pay-per-view that I can think of where you go from Sunday to Sunday. Where basically you're continuing a continuity possibly. Where, you know, well, yeah, I think that's Arabia, where it's going to be. Saudi Arabia and, and Australia, you're not really kind of getting any continuity that's going on there. They're one-off scenarios, and it might lead to a quick pop from someone else, but there's not going to be much more that would come after that where – that's what we're we're looking to see, and with a name like Payback, uh, I guess you would expect maybe a f- few, if not a lot, of maybe rematches where people are looking to get payback, maybe to win back their championship. Goldberg versus Undertaker. Goldberg Ooh, versus Undertaker. Yeah. Speaking of Goldberg, he is in our over the top rope segment, and You're just kind of winging this, now. aren't you, man? Uh, well. There's a lot to cover here in the Over the Top Rope segment, so I'm glad we have the second hour tonight from 8 to 9 uh, to go to go over into. Let's Let me start, clear that with my wife first. Let's start with the, the recent announcement of uh, Renee Young is leaving WWE. She seems to not be happy with what she's, uh, the lack of use potentially, I guess. I don't know. She put out an Instagram post that was kind of cryptic earlier this week. Um and now she's announced to be leaving after SummerSlam. Will you guys miss Renee Young on WWE? Oh, absolutely. She's been one of the better uh, interview personalities they've had in the last 10 years or so. She was great hosting you know, the pre-shows and, and doing stuff like Talking Smack. I mean, Talking Smack was really a, a solid show there to compliment SmackDown when it debuted. In 16, and you know, the fact that they canceled it was not, I don't think that was a good move on their part. I think, unfortunately for her, what happened is they saddled her with what was going to be a failed experiment with backstage, and ultimately nobody really cared to watch that. And that's kind of like all they had her doing at that point. So uh, it probably doesn't hurt uh, WWE's cause here that, you know, her husband, John Moxley, is in AEW. So at this point, she probably wants to spend more time with him and eventually probably end up there. Yeah, I mean, at one point in time, I think we all kind of had the thought at some point in time it was going to happen. And it just always became, you know, the proverbial elephant in the room when you saw there she was and a few nights later, there's her husband. So you knew it was a matter of time before it happened. But I think I enjoyed watching her progress and how she improved. 
And I definitely think she'll be someone that'll be missed. And I'd be intrigued to see where she lands. If she goes over to uh, AEW, it seems like it could be the likely landing spot. It would be fun to watch. It would be great to see what could come about from it. Because one of the things that we've always talked about, and and would that possibly even happen, is we talk about the Mike team that they have there, where I think contingently, where none of us are really diehard fans of Excalibur. Could Renee Young be one of, be a third Mike that could be up there and add a different sound to it? And particularly, we know what uh, Chief Branding Officer Brandy Rhodes likes to do as her involvement of getting the ladies involved a lot more. Could she play a big role into it? You know, I did not enjoy her uh, at first on, you know, as part of the commentary team on Raw when she debuted there. I think she grew in that role and over time got better. And three men boot, three persons, booths are hard uh, for anybody. I I mean, even at this show, at times you hear us talking over each other. we're just bad. So it's tough for 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 her probably to have been put in a three-man booth to begin with. Uh, I doubt she would be put on the commentary team uh, for AEW if she does end up there. I'm not sure where there's really a spot for her right now uh, over there, unless they said, Tony, you don't have to go do in-ring interviews anymore. But I think he's kind of good at that, uh, Mm -hmm. and I enjoy him in that. They don't really do the backstage interviews very often. They demote Tony. You're kind of losing a gig, aren't you? Huh? They demote Tony Schiavone. You're kind of losing a gig, aren't you? Don't you know? That's a close personal friend of yours, isn't it? Yeah, he is a close personal friend. Of How him. are you going to get into the shows if he? Gets well, I'm not demoted. saying they would fire him. <laughs> he was I think you're promoting that. there. Uh, but yeah, so I don't know. Why are It'll you be advocating interesting. for your friend to be fired? That's this not okay. is what she said on her Instagram earlier this week before the news uh, broke. Uh, was broke by Dave Meltzer, I guess. I think is who I saw it from first. Uh, he says, she says, I know what I bring to the table, so trust me when I say I'm not afraid to eat alone. Uh, so you can interpret that however you'd like. Uh, like. We've already talked about Thunderdome, so there's not really much to touch on there. It's going to be a, uh, a lot of virtual fans in the building, a new set, pyrotechnics. They're going to bring back fireworks, I guess. They're going to have um, a, um, a drone camera shooting some stuff. So, you know, I have to applaud WWE it took them a while to finally get to this point with Raw Underground and Thunderdome and stuff like this, but they are finally starting to think outside the box. And like I said this morning, I don't know if they were hoping that this COVID thing was going to be shorter, uh, short term, uh, not as long as it has ended up being. And so maybe they weren't as fast to try these new things at first, but now they're kind of saying, well, this may be sticking around even for a little bit longer. Uh, so we need to start thinking outside the box. So I do applaud them for that. Now, not everything's going to be a hit. Uh, like Raw Underground is still up in the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see what Thunderdome finally looks like. Um, but you got, you guys, you got to give them credit for at least trying here, right? Well, yeah. I mean, I think part of the problem and why the ratings dipped is obviously they didn't expect it to last this long, but they did the best they could given the circumstances. But folks sitting at home watching wrestling, and what has wrestling always been? Great escape for a lot of folks, right? Well, right now, a good glaring reminder that COVID is still a very very big thing is to watch a wrestling show and see maybe 50 uh, planted fans sitting in the crowd at the performance center. It's just a kind of a constant reminder, and it's hard to get that full escape. By doing the underground, you're taking away from that. You're seeing uh, an environment that is obviously not the traditional ring setting, and that kind of distracts folks from now you're watching something that's not in that area that's going to remind you of that. Now you're going to do this whole thing with – 
you know, with uh, this uh, dome, uh, Thunderdome thing, where you're going to get to see something completely different. It's going to be so interesting to see, you know, how the technology goes there. But you've seen, I mean, if you anybody watches any of the other smaller wrestling out there, Impact Wrestling has been doing uh, a Wrestle House thing. It's basically a reality show, and that was their way to kind of spin off from showing, in their case, nobody in their stands for their Impact shows. Uh, not even Planet fans. So to me, this is just, again, like you said, Adam, outside the box. And it's taking the presentation away uh, from focus so much on just your traditional in-ring, uh, what they've been doing at the Performance Center during this time when it's just a glaring reminder of, you know, you've got pe- people in the crowds with masks on, you know, si- uh, you've got the uh, uh, the plastic up kind of blocking them from uh, being able to, you know, <laughs> it's like the uh, boards and hockey. And it's, to me, it's just a glaring reminder. And this takes it away from that. Yeah, I mean, look, I think we talked about it earlier where it'll be a change up. It'll be something different. I think it's a creative way to try and get the fans back into it. And I think if they were smart, even as you can look uh, their NBA games on right now, they just zoomed in on a dad sitting in the stands um, feeding his baby. Something we'll probably see Chris Colwell doing here shortly. Uh, It's just going to add some different views to it. The drone, I'm intrigued to see what the drone's going to do. I think if you were going to use the drone, it probably would have been a little bit more fun if you did it when Matt Hardy was there, and you could have had a little bit more fun with that gimmick. Obviously, they didn't do a lot with that, but you can't be critical of them just coming up with ideas and not just sitting back on their heels. Uh, and and I do keep saying that uh, Thunderdome will debut tomorrow, but it actually had some matches tonight, uh, invite only. I'm looking at a picture of what the match looked like with the fans in the background on my computer screen right now, and it really does look like a Zoom call happening behind uh, the ring. Uh, now, there's obviously going to be a lot more to what Thunderdome is than the still photo I'm looking at currently. Uh, But it's the ring and then uh, a big LED screen behind the ring with just a ton of tiny little boxes with faces uh, throughout them. So, again, at least they're thinking outside the box. So I'm looking forward uh, to seeing that. Something I talked about with Home Team in Hamilton this morning, and I broke the news on Home Team in Hamilton this morning. And then the AEW officially released their statement on it. I guess they heard me talk about it on Home Team. Well, we might as well go ahead and put it out there. Uh, AEW is bringing fans back into the house. They are going to sell uh, between 10 to 15% capacity of Daly's Place down there in Jacksonville starting Thursday, August 27th. Uh, those tickets are going to start going on sale tomorrow, from what I understand, and they're going to be about 30 bucks a piece. Uh, you can go. Uh, you can, You have a pod. You have your wrestling friends go as a pod, and you kind of have the social distance from each uh, from the other pods of wrestling fans. Um, but is this a good idea, guys? Or would you be in? You ready? Let's go down next Thursday road trip. Let's do it. Uh, I'm or pretty, Wednesday. I'm pretty. Well, I actually know it is the Thursday show because right. of NBA. NBA. So I'm. <laughs> in this situation, I given where I'm at in my life, I probably wouldn't go. But if I was single didn't have a kid on the way i would be there in a heartbeat you know but i imagine these tickets are going to get snatched up pretty quick because i think folks are clamoring to actually go to an actual wrestling show right now i'm intrigued to see what it'll look like first um you know one of the things i've said it and i'll still stand by it i'm not diving in there just yet uh adam i'll let you go one more time see how you come back see how you you're feeling and then we'll go for the next one i am i've been already once as you kind of alluded to and i'm going again for all out when that comes up in a couple of weeks, excuse me, down there. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. I would go uh, again, obviously, because I've already been once. 
Uh, I know that there's going to be some interesting rules. I saw uh, our friends at Southern Honor Wrestling. They're going to have fans back in their building for their next show uh, coming up soon. And next I saw, Friday. And I saw some of the rules that they have uh, for um, for the fans and for the wrestlers. Uh, this is interesting. Let me get your thoughts on this real quick. They said that if any of the matches spill out over the ring and into the crowd, that the match at that point ends and it's considered a no contest. Uh, so obviously that if that happens, it's going to be a planned finish to a match. Um, but what do you guys think about that rule? If you go into the audience, it's now a non-contest. I mean, I think that's smart given safety, but you give the fans the idea that, oh, well, you know, you don't have to worry about. I guess it gives them a little bit of security knowing, hey, I'm going to go to a wrestling show and I don't have to worry about these guys that have been in the ring together. They're not going to be breathing on me anytime when they get, you know, you got a brawl that goes into the crowd. You're not going to have that now. Obviously, they're probably going to do an angle of some sort uh, where that's involved. It's kind of like the uh, over the top rope DQ gimmick that WCW used to have back in the day. Now it's if you go out into the crowd, you're DQ'd, but or whatever it is, no contest. But I mean, it's a way to get folks there. And uh, I'm glad to see that they're opening back up. That's actually next Friday, the 28th, when they're going to be having that show. So, uh, yeah, it'll be good to see them back. Yeah, I mean, look, it'll be fun to watch. And particularly if you got, you know, someone who wants to really do a storyline of it. You, you want to take a little heat and you want to hang on to a belt, you dive over the guardrail, and, hey, you know what? <laughs> no contest. We're out of here with our belt. So, yeah, it'll be fun to watch. Both AEW and SHW are saying that you're going to have to wear masks throughout the evening while you're in attendance for the uh, events. Uh, AEW is also telling you, I, I've, I'm probably SHW too, uh, you're going to get your temperature taken before you come in. Your tickets are going to be digital. I know they're only doing um, – tickets for shw as walk up um so it'll be interesting also shw went as far as saying if you reach out and touch a wrestler you will be ejected from the building and not welcome back in uh that night so at least if you're going to the shw show try not to high five said high fives or pats on the backs or whatever no contact with the wrestlers at those events and look that's just for the safety of everybody uh involved of course now <clears throat> this is something that is is unfortunate that we have to talk about. Um, you know, last week we had to talk about the death of Kamala and the passing of the Uganda giant. And earlier this week, or just yesterday, actually, it was, uh, I found out that the um, the the seven and a half time world champion Ric Flair is dead. Uh, he passed away yesterday. Uh, as soon as I saw his tweet wearing Florida gear, he became Why dead to me. Why would you joke about the death of a wrestler? No, he is dead to That's me. Especially horrible. after he went through all the health scare. No, he is. Ago. Well, he no, he is dead to me. Ric Flair is dead to me. He was wearing Florida gear on Twitter. So you mean to tell me you criticize me because I have my opinions and my feelings about Hulk Hogan and something that he said, and you can forgive that, and that's your opinion. But Ric Flair sends his sends his stepchild off to college. Well, she and, went to Georgia first, and she couldn't hack it at the University so of Georgia. Now you have an issue with. So now she's taking a step down, and she's going to Florida. I don't know if she's going to be on their track and field team, but he now has a stepdaughter at Florida and a stepson at Auburn. And you have an issue with his his stepkids going and furthering their education. Uh, R.I.P. to Ric Flair. You was, are was dead to me, sir. Was this fight song necessary? I don't even know what this fight song is because they haven't had a chance to play it the last four times <laughs> we've played them. But 
Let me tell you, I, you know, Ric Flair, you, this is as big a heel turn as Hulk Hogan going to the NWO, in my opinion. I don't know if we've seen anything as big since this. But is you, there a knife stuck in your back Mr. right now? Mr. Flair, you are dead to me. Uh, something else that came out this week is Goldberg. Something that you two are not fans of uh, is the uh, legends coming back in wrestling. Now, you probably aren't going to see Goldberg again this year, but you are going to see him in future years. He is still under contract with WWE through, I think it was 2023. So two more years. Yeah, 22 and 20, or 21, 22, and 23. Uh, and his contract uh, says he has to do two matches a year for WWE. Now, he's already um, fulfilled that for this year, so we probably won't see him again in a match. Uh, but are you guys looking forward to the 2022 or 2021 uh, Goldberg matches? Who's he going to go up against? That's my first. And I get it. Well, Roman Reigns is going to be one of them. I I get it. You can almost insert him anywhere. We saw it, you know, and this is no disrespect to what The Undertaker did. I'm not making that comparison. But where we saw The Undertaker come back and there was some buildup to it. It's just, it's kind of one of those scenarios of if, if, which you just made mention of it. If that's going to be the cue up to bring back Roman Reigns and that's the setup for it is that's the first one and the second one is edge then i i don't have a huge payoff for that i don't know if i want to see edge maybe aj styles i think would be good why would you do that to aj styles like why would you put him through that match he, he wanted you to deserve that he just has the talent to pull off a match I with mean, goldberg he, he could carry it but why put him in that scenario in the first place where he's likely going to get his ribs crushed or something when goldberg doesn't pull back on a spear and Edge definitely doesn't need to be in the ring with Goldberg because that neck's probably going to get banged up again. I mean, why can't he? Why can't they just let him go? He had to come back. He had the big match with Lesnar. You blew it off at that preview, the following WrestleMania. Honestly, that should have been the end of the run of Bill Goldberg. There's no reason to bring him back. You. You end up with the match with Undertaker that was a disaster. Nobody wanted to see him as world champion in 2020, yet we still got it anyway. I mean, to me, just let the man be a Hall of Famer and be done. Don't why I don't understand why they feel the need to bring him back in a wrestling capacity. Well, it's in the, just not necessary. In WWE's defense, I will say I think he got the championship in 2020 to be a handoff to Roman Reigns, who was going to get it back at WrestleMania because they did not want Roman to beat The Fiend. But, or they did but, not want him to lose yet. So I don't... And then and then COVID happened. Well, no, but you could say that, but then Goldberg beat The Fiend. It's worse that Goldberg beat The Fiend than if Roman Reigns beat The Fiend. So to me, I mean, if you didn't want to have Fiend lose to Roman Reigns, then don't put Roman against him at WrestleMania. But there was no reason You didn't for- have... Uh, the Fiend just lose to Goldberg. You had the Fiend lose to a Hall of Famer and a legend. Uh, so that takes a little bit of the bite That's off. That's 50 of, years old. Okay. He's in better shape than you are at whatever age you are right now. He's been in better shape at every point in my life. Okay. I mean, so I don't know. So bringing up his age, I don't know what your point is there then. My point is that he's not. You can try to portray him as the killer he once was, but let's be honest. Father Tom catches up. That's not believable anymore. Go home. That's your home. Are you too good for your home? Answer me. All right, when we get back, we are going to go home. Oh, no, we're not going to go. Apparently, we're not going to go I to think a break. He wants us to leave. But I do not have a, uh, I got to have a break to be able to come up with a go home <laughs> question. 
Hold on. So that's not on your show sheet. <laughs> you have been winging. Oh, good. How about pay-per-view picks? That could be your go-home question. We don't have enough time to do pay-per-view picks. We go even quick. If we go quick. One them. answer. You we still got seven minutes. Seven minutes? I got the 1920 Georgia football, uh, basketball schedule here. Do you, oh, that was the other thing I want to tell you about AEW. If you do want to go to AEW, uh, like I said, tickets are starting at $30 uh, a piece. But if you're a Georgia fan and an AEW fan, uh, the little birdie that told me about them Tony opening, Shibani. that told me about them selling tickets, also told me that with the adjustment to the Georgia schedule uh, in Georgia, playing Florida now in Jacksonville on November 7th, at the whatever that stadium is called now, uh, which is literally attached to Daly's place, uh, the next pay-per-view after All Out is November 7th. So you can go to the 3.30 CBS game of Georgia-Florida and then walk 100 feet over to Daly's place and watch the uh, next AEW pay-per-view that night. Now, I told you guys earlier in the show, if you pay attention when Adam has run out of stuff to talk about, that took him... Four minutes to just do that one little promo. Well, I had to tell you, didn't I? For something that we're not even getting paid for. And he just oh, did a it's complete... informative information that I'm giving to the audience and saying, hey, let's take oh, a road trip. That was your payola. That's what it was. So that's how we can, as a group, go down there, watch the Georgia-Florida game. Ooh, and at then, the TIAA bait. There field. you go, that one. Or all tell or whatever it's called. And then walk 100 feet. And go to uh, I, I don't know what the next pay per view. Uh, it was full gear full last gear year. Last I don't know year, if it'll yeah. be the same name. Uh, whatever the next pay per view is for the guys. Yeah, how about that for a trip, guys? Yeah, I'm game. I, is I, that far enough? Are you? Will you be comfortable at that point in time? With, why am I being criticized? Well, no, I'm not being criticized. I, I'm asking. Uh, why you. am I being lambasted? Because I have not. my. Feelings. I'm asking you if that will be enough time because I want you to be comfortable in the setting that we're going to be in. Are you going to be there? Well, yeah. Then I probably How are you going to get in without me? Well, the, the the way we mentioned Tony Schiavone's name around here, I'm starting to think he's an employee. He might be my close personal friend now. But that would be a fun trip, especially if you're a Georgia or Florida fan. Or, uh, oh, and get to go to that game and then go to the— Maybe Ric Flair will be there. Well, he's dead to me. It'll be my son's first football game. There you go. Speaking of your son, uh, we have a, a present here from the finishing move that we want to present to you since I don't have a go-home question. Uh, from John time. and myself to you uh, for your son, an AEW World Championship belt that we picked up at Walmart because I am on day 1057 <laughs> of them not having the figures at Walmart. Uh, so but amazingly is, enough, Brandy Rhodes always has them on has them during her moments on AEW. Well, I'm hoping now that they're letting fans in the building. And when I go down in a couple weeks, they will have that merchandise stand open. And maybe I'll have to get them then. But anyways, uh, we got this AEW championship belt, and we're giving it to you for your son. But if you happen to play with it, I guess that will be all right. Until uh, your son gets well, here. Until he I, gets I appreciate that. But he oh, will be the go. champion of the household. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Twenty bucks, that thing. I said I was the champion Walmart. of the show. Remember that? Well, there you go. There you go. Adam, I finally have my title belt. You're until the champ- I give it to my son. You're the champion of the show. Adam's the star of the show, and <laughs> we still got three more minutes, Adam. What else you got? Well, talk you push about? the buttons. That's that's pretty important. No, no, I'm the guy who's always here. I'm Xavier. I'm Big E. You're of the, the franchise. I'm Big E of this whole scenario. Mr. Reliable, Woods Big John. Kofi out of here. We still got two minutes left. To well, show. We can what talk about uh, Conrad Thompson podcast again. That ate up a oh, lot of time. Let's to not do that. that. No, no, <laughs> let's just not. Uh, you know, I want to. I'm going to make a promise, and I know I've uh, broken promises before, <laughs> but we're going to pre uh, review 
SummerSlam uh, next week as a podcast and get that train going again. Uh, so we'll have a podcast next week reviewing SummerSlam because I guess we're going to need this show to get ready for payback. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, That's a very the, good the, the point. The very next pay-per-view. Well, we can't review and preview two shows in one night. Goodness, we barely fit everything in tonight. I thought we had a second hour tonight. Are we going to nine? <laughs> well, apparently we have to go watch ping pong balls. <laughs> you don't which have if, to do anything. Which, if you are interested in that type of thing, all right, uh, Big John is going to be on the 680 The Fan YouTube page. You don't have your uh, live reads? I don't have the live reads. You can I actually sure go don't. over the 680 The Fan YouTube page. We're doing a Zoom video. Home team Brandon Leak, Matt Chernoff, front office Lowe's, and a wide array of all the different 680 The Fan and extra 106.3 personalities. Uh, they will be there. We'll be talking about it like we did with the NFL draft, like we did with the NBA draft. We're going to see how the Atlanta Hawks land uh, in terms of where their draft lottery pick will be. Is Also, during the home team in Hamilton show, you will hear all of this as we will see. You know, home team Brandon Leak, he's a huge Hawks fan. So it'll be intriguing to see what he feels and how he feels about uh, – where the Atlanta Hawks land, you'll hear home team Brandon Leak and the College Football Hall of Fame Georgia, Georgia Tech uh, Hall of Famer Joe Hamilton. That, well, that doesn't mean get, much. That's like, I mean, being in the Georgia Tech Hall of Fame is Adam's mic just messed up for some odd reason. But he's in the Georgia Tech uh, Football Hall of Fame, so he will be here as well. Who's name dropping now, by the way? Uh, no, actually, I am plugging the station and promoting oh, the show. Oh, okay. So, that's yes. what we're calling it now. Yes, that's exactly what we are calling it. We still got 30 seconds, Adam. What else you got to talk about? Uh, hmm. I don't care what kind of suit you wear.